Hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I am thrilled to be here today. I just got back late last night from Maria Shriver's Move for Minds event in California, which was just exceptional, really a lot of fun. And uh, she did that in eight cities, and I would really encourage people next year to get involved. It's a wonderful way to raise money for research, and 100% of funds goes back into research. Um, the other thing I wanted to tell you about is um, a little bit about who we are, because we always get new listeners. So again, I'm Lori LeBay. I'm the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. Um, I started this company because my mom had dementia for 30 years. And as a daughter looking for services, I just felt like it was really limited. I didn't know where to go. So our goal here is really to raise everyone's voice and to help people connect the dots. And Alzheimer's Speaks has expanded from not only the blog and the website um, and the radio show, but we do uh, video interviews called Dementia Chats, where our experts have dementia. I do a lot of speaking and training and keynotes um, around the country as well. But we're always looking for new, innovative ways to help people live well with dementia. Uh, One of our latest efforts that we are um, working on right now is a dementia-friendly cruise, which will be happening November 11th through the 18th. And that'll be out in the Caribbean, and we would love for you to come. It is um, a cruise for both people with dementia, early to mid-stages, with their family or companion to come along and relax and rejuvenate. And we're also going to have a symposium. So it's going to be a great way to connect with people all around the country and um, and um, just, you know, really builds a sense of camaraderie and then have that ability to learn at the same time. Here at um, Alzheimer's Speaks, we believe that joining forces is just really critical in sharing knowledge and having these everyday conversations like we do here on Dementia Chats. We like to take our time and not just do sound bites, um, but really get to the meat of the matter where people, where we can really help people, maybe inspire them to do something as well. And you, as a listener, might be our next guest. Everyone is welcome here. We um, have had guests that have um, been diagnosed with dementia, family and friends caring for a loved one businesses, um, professionals, um, movie directors, authors, musicians, um, researchers, advocates, you name it. Everybody has a piece of the pie here, and we'd love to hear your your uh, your ideas um, and so that we can share those with others. We also believe that at our core that the only way we're going to win this battle is by collaboration, and we know that that's working. Thanks to each and every one of you. You see your likes, your clicks, your shares with our radio show, with our website, with the blog, with all our YouTube videos, dementia chats, etc. You're pushing those out to your sphere. 
your um, Facebook friends, your Twitter tribes, your LinkedIn colleagues, your Pinterest peeps. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there dealing with this disease that we don't even know because it's um, it's kind of people are embarrassed by it. They they feel shamed by it. And that needs to change. And the more information we can get out there, um, the more resources they see at hand, the easier it's going to be for them to grab a hold of them. So please continue to like and share our information. That is exactly what it's there for. Um, you have made us the number one influencer online for Alzheimer's, according to Share Care and Dr. Oz, and also gotten us recognized by Maria Shriver as a um, architect of change. And again, we haven't done that alone. That is a collaborative effort, and each one of you deserves um, deserves those titles as well. Um, what else do I want to tell you here before I introduce our guest? I'm very, very excited about um, our conversation today because I think it's so critically important. We're going to be talking about um, GPS emergency communication devices. And today we're going to be talking with SafeTracks, who is the leader in design, manufacturing, and distribution of these personal GPS emergency communication devices which are used to monitor people at risk, um, including those living with dementia. Um, and we are lucky to have with us their sales uh, director uh, or their director of sales and marketing for Safe Tracks, uh, which is Lorinda Porter. So welcome, Lorinda. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to tell everybody about what Safe Tracks is doing. Well, you know, it, it is exciting and um, it is important and there's, there's so many choices that are out there. And so let's start, um, let's start out with some basics in terms of what kind of role does a GPS play in the lives of, of care partners and those caring for, you know, people with dementia? How can, how can that be helpful to them? Absolutely. So GPS plays such an important role with those people that are living with dementia and their caregivers. And one of the problems is, is that we're so reactive. We need to become more of a proactive society when it comes to dementia care. We all know and we've heard the statistics that, you know, 60% of those people that are living with Alzheimer's will wander. And if not found within 24 hours, they'll be seriously injured or or could die. Um, GPS allows the caregivers and our family members to take that safety of their loved ones back. Um, if somebody has wandered, of course, we can call law enforcement and emergency services, but that's very time consuming and very costly. And also during those terrified moments, we need to think about how long that person's been missing and then try to figure out what direction they've gone in. So by using the GPS, you're able to monitor and locate your loved one in real time. Family members are also able to monitor their loved ones from a distance. If your mom or dad is living in New Hampshire, you're in North Carolina, by logging on to the online platform <clears throat> or a free app, you're able to go ahead and monitor and locate your mom and dad that are in New Hampshire. For the person who's living with dementia, you know, GPS offers the independence to move throughout your community and through North America because our device, the TriLock, the emergency communication device is not tethered to a base station or connected to a smartphone that person is still able to go to the grocery store or the pharmacy or even to travel down in the southern states if they're a snowbird. 
Um, the SafeTracks TriLock Emergency Communication is the most advanced GPS wearable in today's marketplace, and there's no other device that matches the full sets of features and certifications that are held by the TriLock, including fall detection, having a lockable clasp, the SOS panic button, caregiver notifications, a two-way hands-free voice, and also up-to-the-minute location updates, so you can find that individual when it's needed most. Wow, that's fantastic. Now, did did I understand you correctly saying that somebody on the other side of the country can can check on their loved one in terms of Absolutely. location? Yep, for sure. So we're partners with a cellular company here in Canada and also a cellular company in the United States. And, you know, in today's age, a lot of families are moving away. For example, my family lives on the East Coast right now, and I'm living on the West Coast. So if I needed to monitor my mother, I can do that by living in Alberta. Wow. That's uh, that's really cool. And that's got to be... Uh make it just so much more comfortable for care partners um, to be able to check in. Can can more than one person check, or is it just a one-person controlled system? How does that work? No, there are multiple caregivers, family members that can be added. Um, in terms of the SOS button or the two-way voice, the primary caregiver would be the one to receive the notification. But in terms of fall detection or um, the clasp open, clasp closed, or the speed detection notification, mm-hmm. those can be multiple caregivers. Wow, that is very exciting. That is very, very exciting. Um, what uh, what kind of recommendations came out of, you had done a, an acceptance of global positioning um, systems and, in, in, you know, the GPS technology amongst dementia clients and families. You'd done a study. Um, what kind of recommendations did they make, and, and have you had a chance to apply those? Are those part of this system, or is that something in the future? Absolutely. So we were involved in a study with the University of Alberta and Alberta Health Services. And what the study has determined is that it's so important when first diagnosed to start accessing a GPS emergency communication device. There's a few reasons for this. Um, the first being that at, at the first uh, diagnosis, you're able to get consent from all parties. So the person that will be wearing the device, you know, can understand that this will be happening and they'll be wearing the device through the progression um, for the caregivers to get used to how they properly monitor and, and use the different features of the device. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, for the individual to get used to wearing the device, wearing a wrist-worn watch, if, especially if they're not used to wearing a watch, so that it doesn't feel so foreign on their wrist. Um, with the study, uh, the our users, our, our caregivers, and our, our, our clients, they really felt a peace of mind and the independence that these kinds of devices um, can have. They had the opportunity to, you know, the caregivers had the opportunity to take a shower, do the laundry without fear of turning around and their loved ones be gone. Um, we hear so much right now about how much stress, financial, physical, mental stress is being put on our caregivers and our family members. And this was a really helpful tool. Um, due to the 89% approval rating that we did receive from law enforcement, caregivers, 
clinicians, major stakeholders, we've now become a preferred supplier of GPS emergency communication devices for Alberta Health Services. And just so you understand kind of what that means is Alberta Health Services is Canada's largest province-wide fully integrated health system who is responsible for delivering health services to more than 4 million people in Alberta, some in Saskatchewan, some in British Columbia, and others in northern uh, Northwest Territories. Well, how fantastic is that? You know, and I just, I love the proactiveness of this, um, you know, and I also, one of the things that I, I thought was really important, which I rarely hear people um, mention, was the importance of having them start to use the system early on so so it becomes a habit, so they're comfortable with it, and it becomes yeah. part of their routine. And I think um, so often, you know, people don't understand the importance of that step. And and to me, I think it's just such a critical, critical piece because it, it eases the job on both sides, the person wearing it and those monitoring them, um, That's if, if someone's comfortable with it. Is- Absolutely. And, you know, it's, back to being proactive, you know, we, we live in, in that kind of society where we don't put our snow tires on until after it snows, you know. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's something that we really have to think about and that all clinicians or caseworkers you know, they should have this kind of information available because when somebody is first diagnosed, it can be so overwhelming. You know, there's so much information out there that um, it's really important to, to kind of take care of our caregivers and especially the people that are now going to be living with, with dementia and Alzheimer's. Yeah, very important. And I think if it's explained as to why the need is, I, again, I think that's one of the problems is people don't always explain the purpose, um, uh, you know, of the process that, that you know, why it's important to wear it early. Um, because one of the things I hear from people with dementia, too, is if if I know it's going to help me later, I'm all over it. Yeah. Absolutely. And we have tried to um, implement, you know, a trilog, like uh, a trilog wrist-worn watch is what they are. And and we've been trying to put them on some people who are at later stages. And what we find is that because the device is foreign to them, because the watch is, they're not used to wearing it, it's very difficult at that point to to get somebody uh, implemented, you know, on this kind of device. So, um, we really strongly, strongly suggest that it's something that you take a look at early on. And like I say, talk to your family and, and see, you know, how everybody feels about that. Yep. Yep. Now, one of the other things is, you know, as you know, you got a lot of competition in the field. And what should people look at when they're comparing one thing to another? Because sometimes to us consumers, they all look the same and we just get tired of and we get worn down in terms of um, trying to analyze things. And it's just like, okay, I'm just going to get one, get it off my list. No, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. There are so many devices out there. You know, there's the fobs for the keys. There's um, fobs for your pocket. There's pendants that you can wear around your neck. And some of the issues that are facing these is when they're small or they're not attached to the individual, they're easily taken off, thrown away, or hidden. Mm -hmm. Um, Another problem is that, 
you know, a lot of these devices are tethered to a base station. So you can only go so many feet from your home. It's kind of like your mobile phone at home. Once you're so far away from that base station, you're no longer going to receive a signal. So in those cases, if you're at the grocery store, for example, and you have a fall and you push that button, unfortunately, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, some other problems with some of the newer devices, they're tethered to a cell phone, which means that they'll speak to your cell phone. But if the caregiver is out of range or the individual um, forgot their cell phone, then those devices are no longer going to be useful either. Sure. Um, some of the most important things to look for is, does the device have breadcrumb location updates? So by breadcrumb location updates, that leaves little uh, dots on the map of where the individual is heading and where they're going. Um, we at Safe Tracks, we have location updates at 60 minutes, 10 minutes, and then one minute emergency location. So every one minute, a breadcrumb mm-hmm. will be dropped. So you know what direction that that individual will be moving in. Um, another really important thing to look at is, is their geofencing. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might not know what geofencing is, and that's like an invisible a, a, an invisible fence that you can put around um, areas such as your home or the local bank or the local shopping mall. And you can put these geo zones to create safe zones and to keep your loved one away from places like where there's water. Mm-hmm. Uh, once that person goes through the, the geo zone, a notification would be sent to a caregiver or a family member, letting them know that they've left. And if it's two o'clock in the morning, you're going to want to know that that individual has left. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, Does the device have fall detection, which is very, very important. Falls in seniors today um, are are critical. There's so many seniors that are in hospitals and, and care because due to their fall, they've experienced more health concerns. So we want to make sure that a device has a fall detection that you're going to be notified if uh, your loved one has taken a fall and and know when that has happened instead of, unfortunately, somebody coming by four hours later and and finding their mother or father, you know, hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, Does the device have a panic button or an SOS panic button? And and how does the individual communicate with the person wearing wearing a a GPS device? So... Um, sometimes somebody with dementia and Alzheimer's will forget to push the SOS button. Um, but what will happen is, is if they have left the area that's the safe zone, whether that's two-kilometer path that they normally walk or in the middle of the night, then caregivers will receive notification without the person wearing the device physically having to do anything. Okay. Um, there's also, is there a lockable strap, you know, can the device be easily taken off? Oh yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Very, very important. So the, the tri-lock that, that the safe tracks has for our emergency communication device does have a lockable strap and it does have tamper proof straps. So that means that if somebody tries to cut it off, the caregiver will receive a notification of that as well. Um, it's, notifications you know are, are really important for caregivers to receive so they kind of have an idea and I, I I want to emphasize as well is this isn't meant to scare people that are going to be wearing the tri-locker or wearing a, a GPS device this isn't something that you should take as 
you're no longer going to have your independence and everybody's going to know where you are. It's not meant for that. It's meant for emergency situations if anything ever happened. And, you know, by getting used to the, the device early on, you'll, you'll still be able to maintain that, that freedom to, to move throughout your communities. One of the most important things, though, that I do want to mention um, when looking at different devices is the certification. <clears throat> so anybody can go to China, for example, and build a device and say, hey, you know, come check us out. But if it's not certified and it's not safe to wear, then it could come to major problems. So you want to make sure if it's IC, which is Industry Canada, or FCC, which is, which is in the States, make sure that it's certified there. Make sure it's certified as SAR, which means that it's safe to wear on an individual. And you also want to make sure that a GPS device with cellular network, which means that it would have the two-way capability, is certified with cellular networks. If there's a third-party SIM card that's in a device, large cellular companies can cut those off without notifying you, which really? can leave you and your loved one very, very vulnerable. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty spooky. It is very. So, you know, here at SafeTracks, we've always maintained the highest standards of, of certifications, and we do only offer the top-of-the-line wearables with all certifications that I just mentioned. Okay. Well, those, um, you listed off a lot of things I would not have thought um, to ask about at all. I just, I wouldn't have. Um, and so I, that was really, really helpful. And um, hopefully our, our listeners feel the same way with that. Um, I was going to ask, is there, a, is there a list of those things that they could take with them to the store or if they're on the Internet looking that, that you have? Well, um, a really great website to visit uh, would be a website called Finding Your Way. Uh, which was developed by the Alzheimer's Society of Ontario, uh, specifically for caregivers. Mm -hmm. So they, uh, they and the University of Alberta uh, took 19, 18 or 19 wearables, um, companies that, that provide wearables in North America. And based on a criteria, they, they, they are allowing certain devices to be placed onto their website. And SafeTracks was the only company that exceeded all certifications and criteria. So if you're looking for criteria, um, go to the findingyourway.com website or .ca and, and check out what they have listed for criteria because the devices on that website mm -hmm. are vetted and they work. Okay, so it's fine. Okay, finding your way on. Um, it looks like finding your way, Ontario. Do you think that's it? That's it. Yep. Okay, great. Because I was just out here looking for it. Well, we'll add that um, onto the show page too, um, for people to be able to um, look at it. Also onto the blog uh, for people. And I, yeah. Sorry, Lori. No, that's okay. <laughs> I do believe they have a comparison tool there where you can click on the different devices and do side-by-sides comparisons. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Um, I may just uh, share that link with our, uh, I do a lot with dementia-friendly communities here in the U.S. And um, one in particular that I'm, uh, you know, on the board for in Roseville is we have, uh, the city of Roseville has dedicated a page to us. 
um, for dementia. And this would be this would be a great resource link for them to be able to have. So um, I will add a link back to finding your way uh, <clears throat> because I just think it's it's a question that comes up so often. And people, you know, it's it's hard when you get on Google. You know, you just kind of get overwhelmed and you don't know which direction to go. Um, oh, absolutely. And you just want to get you just want to get it done sometimes too. As a as a care partner, you just get so exhausted. You just want to check it off your list. Um, so thank you for sharing all that. That was great. Um, now, what about in like you know if somebody has to move into a long term community, um, can this technology still be used there as well, or have you found that certain communities like to use their 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 own system? Absolutely. So. You know, a lot of the um, long-term care communities, they're evolving with the technology. Um, so what we have is when somebody is with is wearing a Trilock at home, mm-hmm. um, they can easily be, be transitioned into um, a care home by continuing to use the device. Now, that may mean that they can stay in assisted living longer before having to move to long-term care or memory care. Um, we we do work with home care um, facilities here in Canada, and what we do is we also have what's called a blue beacon. And mm-hmm. so when we're talking GPS, we can tell you that you're at 123 Main Street. But let's say you live in a condo or you live in a, a long-term care um, community. So not only are you at 123 Main Street, but with the blue beacon, which speaks Bluetooth to the Trilog, we mm-hmm. can now pinpoint you for indoor locationing. So this is really great for um, our care facilities. <clears throat> so for example, um, with the blue beacon inside of different areas, such as the dining room or the games room um, or an individual's room, we can say if John had a fall, a caregiver would be sent a notification that would be saying, John Smith, fall detection, room 205. Mm -hmm. So it works like a nurse call, but that individual doesn't need to be near that pull cord. You Mm -hmm. know, they can now be anywhere on the ground. And, they, you know, an individual can leave and go to the drugstore across the street or go for their normal walk um, because, the um, staff will now be able to to locate the individual if needed. Mm-hmm. So we have been implementing that here uh, in Canada, and we're really excited about it. The um, the places that we were working with were really close with. What we're also coming up with is that <clears throat> we have created, but we're just going to be implementing quite soon, is called activity-based analytics. Mm-hmm. So how that works is it, it tells us how engaged mom and dad are or, you know, our brothers or our sisters. It Instead of just monitoring the individual from point A to point B, it'll say how active they are in their community and whether they're engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, if all of a sudden we see, you know, for four days Tom hasn't left their room, well, why hasn't Tom left his room? Is he is he lonely? Is he ill? Is he not feeling good? Is his disease progressing? And at that time, we need to go talk to him and say, you know, what's what's been going on? And people are no longer being left in the shadows, you know. 
And with the platforms that are available today, not only can the care facility log on and monitor their mom or their dad, but also the family members have that ability to do so as well. Okay, great. Well, that's that's nice. And I, I like that your system can find somebody in a building because that's just such a huge, huge issue, um, especially if you're in the city someplace and you've got this got this address. So um, your your technology is really doing some very, very cool cool things and I just oh go ahead sorry Lori (laughs) no no that's okay you were talking about safe communities earlier and and that's something that we are really um, taking part in here and what we envision for safe communities is if you can you can imagine having you know a blue beacon in the local coffee shop because we're building you know our our seniors uh Um, centers and such within neighborhoods and there's always the coffee shops and the banks and the little strip malls so imagine having an indoor location uh, device like the blue beacon which is very small in all of these communities and all of these little stores and 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 stuff in your neighborhood and then that person wearing the trilock goes into the local coffee shop and their daughter is wondering where they are and their daughter logs logs on and says oh Mom's just around the corner at the coffee shop. Uh-huh. You know, by by getting businesses involved and educating our neighbors, we can totally become a safer community. Wow, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, what um, what do I want to say? We were talking about building more inclusive um, communities. What kind of response are you getting from business owners? You know, you know, with the Blue Beacon and and things. Are you doing a lot of dementia-friendly communities up in Ontario? Well, here in Alberta, we, we are working with um, a few groups to, to try and bring that. You know, I find that there's so many people talking about it. We need to make sure that we get the action. We get people working towards it, you know, not just talking about it. So, you know, we're experimenting with um, with some different people and and like I said, we're already working with long-term care. So uh, I think we're getting there. Um, but the response so far has, has been great. Everybody wants to help. You know, everybody wants to, to feel as though um, it's a safe place to live for young and old. Yep. Yep, for sure. Well, and it's finally getting the detention or the attention, not the detention, <laughs> the attention that it, it deserves. So that is wonderful. Now, does your company have other types of products um, other than GPS that might be able to help um, people live more fully with dementia or if they're caring for somebody uh, who has uh, dementia? Absolutely. So another device um, that we have available in Canada is called the Prime Mobile. Mm -hmm. Um, That will be available in the U.S. Um, hopefully early next year, um, but that's very much of a, a penance style, and it's it's more for an independent senior um, <clears throat> who you know is is just living on their own and, and may need that SOS push of a button. Um, it's also a GPS device, so that individual isn't tethered to a base station like I said earlier. They can travel throughout uh, North America. And uh, and still have that peace of mind that help is on its way if needed. Mm-hmm. But all of these devices, you know, they really they help people stay in their homes longer. 
they give independence and that peace of mind that everybody they just they need you know they need to live their life to the fullest um, whether you're a caregiver or or a family member um, all of these devices that safe tracks has is is here specifically for them and here to help okay wonderful um well this is uh, this is exciting you've um given us great information and a wonderful resource um in in terms of finding your way i was just as we're talking i'm kind of digging around on their site and they even have a list of what do you do if somebody goes missing and so we're, right. we'll add that onto um onto the blog and the information here too and um and then they have a, a form and a checklist basically for um what do you do um when you're reunited you know after um um after someone is is missing or abducted you know how do you how do you approach and so that's kind of interesting too um so yeah these are these are great great resources that your uh, company has hooked up with to just really um make the process so much um so much more streamlined and more efficient um and I love the the collaboration that you're doing um because it just it makes sense and it's going to um ease the burdens that people are feeling and it's giving them not just one answer but really looking at things from a from a global perspective kind of that big picture instead of just one one aspect and um and the fact that safe tracks you know uh took the time to to um look at the responses from from people living with dementia and their family caregivers that study and and taking those um their comments seriously in terms of applying things to try to make things easier again kudos to you guys that's that's absolutely fabulous Absolutely. Thank you. Fabulous. No, we, we are so excited. You know, we, we help people every day and the, you know, the, the customers and, and individuals that call and they're just, they're so happy that um, they were able to find, you know, their loved one or that they just, they were able to um, go to the grocery store or, you know, it's the simple, it's the living of, of a regular normal uh, lifestyle that, that people are craving and and we get we get calls all the time about um you know my my wife I was at the mall and I turned around and she was gone mm-hmm. and you know I was able to log on to the app and find her like at the address that it had you know that it pointed me to it's 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 amazing it's and we're we're so passionate at safe trucks about this now, what I, I want to ask: What were the people with dementia? What were their comments about wearing um, wearing the the uh, the bracelet or the watch, whatever you want to whatever you want to term it, communication device? Um, wh- how do they feel about wearing that? Did you get feedback from from them specifically? Um, because yeah, we yeah we did get feedback. Um, they they generally um, didn't mind, you know, wearing the device and, and knowing that it was something for them um, to use. And actually most of the people that we did the study with at the Alberta, that the University of Alberta and Alberta Health Services did the study with wanted to continue on after the study with the devices. Yeah. Cause you know, when I talk with people with dementia, I mean, if it's going to increase their safety and if it's going to make their loved one more comfortable and less stressful, 
they're usually all for it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I, I just, um, I love this idea of, uh, it, it, it seems like a very different system from most out there from what I've, what I've seen and the capabilities of what it can do. Now, one thing I didn't ask um, that our audience is probably interested in, can you share with us cost and, um, and how it works in terms of um, cellular base? Do they have to go through yours or can they go through their own system? Yeah, absolutely. So the regular retail um, cost of the Trilock is $399.95. However, we are running a special right now um, because we launched our new website mm-hmm. and the Finding Your Way launched their new site. So we've decided to run a promotion until June the 15th for 50% off. So you can now own it for $199.95. Okay. That's the same price in Canada or the U.S. The monthly service fee is $39.95, which is very comparable and in a lot of cases cheaper than some other devices that are that are on the market. We also offer a leasing program. Mm-hmm. So if you're not quite sure whether or not you want to purchase the device, um, you can go ahead and lease it for $69.95. Mm-hmm. And some people have seen um, success having the monthly service fees um with by applying to some of their benefits programs okay. they've been able to get that monthly service fees covered so if you have a benefit program um and you need some information or or uh whatnot please contact us we'll provide you with whatever we can to, to see if we can help in any way um how the cellular works is we're partners with rogers in canada and partners with at&t in the united states but you do not have to have um, an AT&T cell phone, for example, you can have any uh, any cellular type of phone. Um, it, it's not important because the Trilock itself is an independent device. Mm-hmm. So it would just be like calling your girlfriend's cell phone. Sure. Okay. Okay. And can you give me that monthly fee again? Was it thirty or thirty nine? Thirty nine ninety five. Thirty nine ninety five. Okay, and then um, one of the things, if if somebody leases um, and there's a new um, a new release, um, you know, um, Safe Tracks, you know, point two comes out. Um, can can they upgrade through a lease program, or are they still set with that until it's paid off, or is it, uh, or does that just fee continue? Um, throughout the process for them well there's only <clears throat> so what happens with the lease is you use the trilock for the amount of time that you need it um, there is a minimum six months but anytime after six months if you're no longer needing the device you would return it to us um, and at that time if there was a another version mm-hmm. an updated version then after the six months then you would be eligible for an upgrade to to that updated version for sure okay Okay, because I, I just, you know, and again, no one knows how long um, someone's going to be, you know, in this process. And, and I know with phones, you know, you, they only go so long and then you got to buy a new one <laughs> type thing. So I thought that that <laughs> yeah, might, no, absolutely. might be something that uh, that people were interested in, in uh, knowing about. Anything that we've missed and haven't covered that you'd like to discuss at all, Lorinda? You know, I just, I wanted to just make sure that people were aware that these kinds of devices, and especially that we are out there and, and we are making 
huge waves um, and making such a difference in people's lives that sometimes it's hard to get the information to, to people that need it the most. So I just, I wanted to invite everybody that's listening, you know, if you want more information, feel free to visit our website at safetracksgps.com or give us a call at one 761 4477 Our team here would be so, so happy to answer any questions or, or help with, with uh, anything that you have. Okay, great. You know, one question that I just thought of was, the, you know, we didn't talk about the size because I know so many of them are really huge um, and, and that's been an issue. Was Did that come up in your study at all? Um, well, you know, I will, I will be a little bit honest. The, uh, well, I'll, I'll be honest. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the device, the Trilock watch, it, it is a larger, um, watch. Um, and there, there are people, you know, that, that are concerned about the size, but we have to remember that the technology is getting smaller. And as the technology gets smaller, the device will definitely get smaller. But there's so much functionality within this device right now. And we do have resizers, so it can make the, the strap smaller on the wrist. Um, but, you know, it's, it's more for functionality than beauty, right? We want to make sure that our moms and dads, <clears throat> excuse me, are safe and our loved ones are safe. And um, until until we get that technology smaller than than uh, than the Trilock it is for now. But, you know, the device works, and it's amazing. Well, and the, the other thing that I think we have to keep in mind, too, is um, smaller isn't always better, you know, um, in terms of, you know, for some people in terms of pushing buttons and being able to, to see and activate and, you know, do different things, too. So that... That can be an issue with fine motor skills and and things like that. So um, because Absolutely. I would, I would yeah, and this, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Lori. <laughs> no, I was going to say because I would imagine it needs to be well, and maybe not. Maybe the battery runs for a long period of time, or does it have to be charged? Uh, that was something um, I don't think we talked about. No, yeah. So absolutely. So. Um, just moving backwards a little bit, the, the watch is a functional watch and it does have, you know, the date and the time on it. And also um, it shows notifications for, um, you can set up, uh, like take medicine, for example, if every morning you're supposed to take your medicine, you can, you can set that into the watch from the online platform. Mm-hmm. So if mom or dad has a pet, you know, maybe feed cat at 11 a.m., we'll, we'll notify them to, to remember to do that. Um, in terms of the charge, yes, so it's just like a cell phone. We suggest that you charge it um, for an hour, for 60 to 90 minutes every day. And if you're going to lock it on the wrist, what we suggest is doing it while that individual or yourself is, you know, taking a bath or a shower and then putting it back on. Okay. Well, that, that makes a lot of sense when you're there. And, and um, yeah, well, this is this has been wonderful. Um, great information. I love that it has the little alarms on it too, because so many times when I'm talking with people with dementia, they're, you know, they're using different devices to try to remember things. And if this is right on them, they don't have to carry their phone or their their i uh, iPad with them. Um, you know, it's just right there. Does it does it ring? Does it vibrate? How does it how does it notify them? 
Yeah, it, it has a little alarm that goes off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Lorinda, for taking time with us and telling us all about Safe Tracks and again, um, giving us information on finding your way to um, great resources from them as well. And we'll post that um, with the with the page here. So um, I will make those make those updates. Um, uh, in wrapping up here, I'm just going to do a shout out to uh, one of my alive and social uh, network colleagues here, um, and that is Rachel Perrin, who is the director of Kowalski's uh, Market, and she has a program called What's for Dinner Tonight. It's a podcast that's only 10 to 15 minutes long, but it's perfect if you're busy and hungry. She'll give you some ideas, or you can always go to Kowalski's.com. That's K O W. A-L-S-K-I-S dot com. Don't forget about our dementia-friendly cruise, November 11th through the 18th. We're going to be leaving out of Florida and going to the Caribbean um, for seven beautiful days. We have four people with dementia who will be speaking at the symposium that we're having uh, throughout the cruise. Harry Urban, Michael Ellenbogen, Lori Shearer, uh, and Mary Reed, and then along with myself speaking, we'll have Cindy Lazinski, who is heading up Northern Colorado's dementia-friendly community, um, along with uh, Becky Watson, who's a music therapist. So we are so excited. Um, please start booking um, now, though, because we've had so much interest, and we want to make sure that people get their cabins. Um, November isn't as far off as you think it is. So, yeah, the response has been very fun. We're having a lot of um, groups come from various memory cafes to uh, around the country and actually around the world that we've been talking to. Um, want to again give a thanks, thank you, um, and a shout out to Maria Shriver. She is just a powerhouse, and um, being at her event this uh, well, just yes, uh, just on Sunday was absolutely fantastic. It was called Move for Minds, and it's kind of a mind, body, um, heart, and soul piece. And uh, they they did some workouts. They, we did a meditation. I was part of a panel. Um, and the, the panel was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I'll just tell you who all was there so you can, you know, mark this for your calendar next year. Dr. Daniel Amen, um, who has been in brain health for over 20 years, way ahead of the curve, along with his wife, Tanya, who is a nutritionist. Uh, we also had Katie Bowman there, and she is a biomechanics, and she talks about how we move our bodies is more important um, than, you know, than actual exercise, being aware of each part and how it moves and how it contributes to our health. And then Malika Chopra uh, was there, and that was Deepak's daughter, and she was just marvelous. Um, and she talked about meditation and life being messy, and she's got a new book out you might want to check out along with Joshua Grill, who is a um, fabulous uh, uh, Alzheimer's researcher. So we had great, great information. And then we were so honored to have uh, our moderator be Lisa Gibbons. So it was really just a fun, fun time. And uh, they raised about 500000 um, for Alzheimer's research. So that was just a fantastic thing to be to be a part of. Um, before um, closing, I'm just going to give you my tips that I gave for um, Move for the Minds. 
And I'll just read those to you here. Um, Tips for care partners is remember, everyone feels better when they smile and laugh. So find what brings you both joy and learn to duplicate that. Number two, don't live in the past or project the future. Live in and for today um, by loving them, engaging them, and empowering them in what they can do. Number three, be forgiving of yourself and others when things aren't perfect. Life has never been perfect, nor is it going to be. So don't expect it to be when dementia comes knocking at your door. Four is let go of judgment and control. Learn to be spontaneous and play again. It's one of life's greatest lessons that dementia um, comes to teach us. And then the fifth one is take care of yourself and ask for help when you need it. Remember how good it feels to help a friend in need and don't let your pride take that gift away from others. So those are my five tips for care partners. Um, for people who want to become an activist or um, you know, start um, being a, more of an advocate for the cause, um, my five tips there were be a, be a passionate change agent and let your heart lead your actions, not your mind. Um, and you'll really go in a different path. Number two, don't just think out of the box. Talk, toss the box out and open up the gate to creativity. Embrace the fact that each of us has our own unique gifts to contribute, and they're there. And sometimes we just don't appreciate them. Um, but once you sit and look, you, you will find them. Number three, don't be afraid to be different. Traditional health care is not working, so become part of the new care culture movement. Uh, number four is to focus on progress, not perfection. Be proud of trying instead of embarrassed of something you didn't, uh, you didn't do um, or it didn't work perfectly. Learn from failure. It is really one of our greatest teachers. And number five, um, turn that no, you can't do that chatter from others inside, um, inside your head and just scream back at them, oh, yes, I can, and watch me. With that, um, we'll wrap up today. Have a blessed week, and we will talk with you all soon. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.